You're listening to Joy Coaching America with the Joy Coach, Karen Lynn Grant, spreading upbeat, uplifting, informative messages of hope and happiness from sea to shining sea from our home in the beautiful Rocky Mountains. Welcome to Joy Coaching America. This is Carolyn Grant, and today is Father's Day, June 20th, 2021. If you were doing a radio talk show and it was Father's Day and you were considering what man you would want to interview, I want you to think who would you want to interview and what would questions would you ask of your favorite father. Today, I have the honor of interviewing my top choice for Father of the Year 2021, and that would be my husband, Del Turley. I'm so excited to be able to have this this conversation, this communication with you, Del, to share with other men, with other fathers and husbands, some key points and some very crucial topics that can bless fathers, that can give them hope, that can provide hope for husbands and for families on the mend, for families that are being blended, the new 20, you know, the new 21st century kind of family is the blended family. And every family has been riveted by, by those things, those decisions that have, we've all Um, know someone who's had to make or we've had to make that uh, create the possibility of starting all over again and how that can be a challenging task in the world today. So today, Del, I want to start by introducing you. Del Turley is the father of nine beautiful children, each who are married. So 18 beautiful children with 47 grandchildren that make that 50, including my children. Together, we are a blended family. We we became married in uh, May of 2015, and we've been together for five years now. And we're so grateful for the evolution, the changes that we've made the way that we are combining ourselves with our, let's see, if you you add our ages, we probably have 120 years of experience. <laughs> and so here we are to share with you. And Del, I just want to talk to you about uh, the kind of man you are. You are the co-owner of Elastocrete, which does beautiful concrete work in homes, countertops, basins, everything you can think of, flooring. It's amazing work and you are very devoted and hardworking. But in addition to that, you are a man who loves to read, listen, and associate. And I would just love to have you hop right in here and share what what has, what has uh, driven you to be the man of God that you are today. Okay. Um happy to be here. I, I guess I think back through challenges in life and what causes you to go to a different place. And there was a point when, um, a lot of 
heartache and hurt trying to figure out what the next step um, was after divorce. And just, uh, I had, I had like six books by the side of my bed that I would read um, randomly. I mean, one, you know, a chapter from this one and next day it might be a chapter from that one. And, and along with scriptures and just having a desire to become a better me and to spend time on just knowing who I was and what I need to do and what would the, what the next step might be in my life. I think that's wonderful, Dell. And I know you after having been married to you for five years, you are a striving man. And I know that there's a lot of fathers that are out there that are single parent fathers that need hope. And I would love for you to just provide some some counsel, some wisdom, some ideas, uh, hope for single parent dads today on Father's Day. Um, in that process, there was a lot of things that happened, but the number one thing was becoming comfortable with, with who I was before uh, I brought anybody else back into my life. I was just a lot of personal work, a lot of personal prayer, uh, searching and trying to clear the things that I needed to, to address with my own life. And as that, as that happened, um, at that point, one of my, one of my daughters kept saying, dad, you need to date. And I didn't really want to. And, uh, she put me on a dating site for a couple of days. <clears throat> That's about all I stayed there. But in that process, I did I did meet somebody corresponded with for a couple of years, and um, long story short, ended up ended up getting married, and that um, that was a an, a journey unto itself. That was really something that that it gave me it gave me hope. It, sh- it showed me that the God was in my walk, and that those things were answered. And uh, I'm not sure if that's a question that you're wanting me to address, but that's... uh... Well, yes, I think that it's important for the men out there and the women, but today's Father's Day. And in my work as a joy coach, I've had many men on the massage table who I do grief work, and I've had many men confide in me that they have lost hope, that their hearts are broken and breaking, that they don't even know why their wives left them. And uh, so I've done a lot of coaching with men. And so providing men with hope. And I think that your experience with with your marriage with Allie, um, having met on a dating site, taking the time to go through, you know, you didn't just run out and get married. You spent time getting to know each other and then you were married. And I think that that's very important for men to know that there is hope and that God is in the details of your lives and that there is hope after divorce. There's hope after the death of a spouse, of a loved one. There's hope if you're single and have never been married. Um, But we really, truly are excited to interview you, Del, because you have so much wisdom to share with men, men with large families, men who have been through divorce and then through the death of the spouse of of your, your wife. So maybe you can share about that and address the grief that a man feels because you have, you have experienced the grief of divorce, but you've also experienced the grief of the death of a spouse. 
So um, was married with married to Allie, who I did meet on that dating site, and and we developed a great relationship. And um, seven years into that, she developed cancer. She had had she got it in the middle of that, and we thought it was cleared up, but it came back and uh, it got to the point where there's just nothing that could be done about it. And when she did pass, there was um, obviously going to be heartache and there there was grief in my heart trying to figure out what the next step is. And at that point, again, um, turned to God and uh, read a lot, read scriptures, read out of good books that were inspiring, trying to again figure out what, what my path is and where God would want me. And in that, in that process, um, you know, five year previous, Allie and I had met Karen, uh, with, a doing, a <clears throat> some work with a medical device that showed, um, people's heart, heart health and their stress levels and things like that. And, um, that process led, you know, as, as, as that aged, I guess the time after, after Allie's passing, um, one morning I woke up and there had been no contact with Karen for over five years. There no, no, didn't even know if she had the same phone number, didn't know anything. And, and Karen wrote a lot of music and Allie listened to, um, right before her passing that really comforted her. And before she passed, she asked me to thank Karen for the music. And, uh, you know, I didn't feel like doing that, um, at that point in time, but, it kept happening and the feelings kept coming. Finally, the phone call or the text, I text message Karen and said, I don't know if this is same, still the same phone number, but um, this is what happened. And it led to conversations that brought about miracles in this realm too. So we are talking to men who have experienced death, the death of a loved one, a spouse, the death of a marriage, a dream. We're talking to men who have lost a spouse through divorce and who still remain to have a father role. Some who have taken on a new family, some who have taken on another woman's children to to raise and to rear in love and kindness. Dale, you've done all this. You've experienced all this. And this is why you are my choice for Father of the Year 2021, because I feel that you have so much to share with men that can give them hope in this century. So after these station breaks, we will be right back and we will be communicating about finding that soulmate, going on, recreating your life, starting all over again, again for the third time, and what that was like in becoming a father of a brand new set of children. This is Karen Lynn Grant, Joy Coaching America.
from sea to shining sea and beyond. You're listening to Joy Coaching America Worldwide with show host and Joy Coach, Karen Lynn Grant. Welcome back, fathers. We're so excited to have you all listening to this Father's Day program. It's kind of unique. It's out of the box because we're not just talking about the traditional father that gets married at 20-something and has one set of children and lives happily ever after. We're talking about all of these experiences that men you might be having or know a dad who's having these kinds of experiences and how to encourage the fathers in our lives. How do we give men hope who might be single, divorced, having lost their their wife through death or divorce unexpectedly, or, you know, the chasm just grew, but they're still, they're still fathers. We never divorce our children, do we? Uh, as mothers that are single, raising children as fathers. But I think there's so many ways to pass through a divorce, Del. We can become bitter or we can become better. And I would like for you to share what not necessarily your experience, but from your experience, what did you learn about the best way to proceed with your life so that you can forgive spouse, move on, and be the best parent you can be for your children? Uh, this this leads into probably one of the most my most favorite parts of growing of life is the input that we put into our mind. When um, there's a point in time, I had somebody that worked for me that kept bringing these audios to work and, and, uh, and I, I wasn't very positive at that time. And he said, you know, kind of listen to these. And I says, yeah, but don't talk to me about them. And he put this audio in and I'd listen these audios in. I listened to them. And one day, one of them said something that says, you're exactly in your life where you want to be. And it made me feel angry because I wanted to take that tape and throw it out the window. Um, and the guy said, no, no, before you throw this away, <clears throat> consider this. Do you get to choose your thoughts? And I thought, yeah, I get to choose my thoughts. Do your thoughts affect your actions? And I thought, yeah, I'm sure they, my thoughts affect my actions. Do your actions build your life? And I'm like, yeah. He says, and you're exactly where you want to be. And at that point, it made me go, wow, I need to change something about me. And I began to engage and listening to audios and reading books, which I hadn't done in 10 years or more. And in that process, listening to these audios every day, I started listening to three or four or five a day. And um, it began to change things. I mean, among other things, my income tripled uh, from my from my business, became more relatable. Uh, employees became happier because I was happier to be around. Um began taking time with my kids, you know, every one, once a week, I would take one of them on a date and they get to choose what they want to do, whether it's go to the park, go to a movie, go bowling, what, you know, things like that. And those things began to build relationships. And then when they turn 12, I take each one of them on a trip to Disneyland or magic mountain or whatever they chose for a weekend, just some one-on-one -on -one bonding time <clears throat> that really began to impact the influence and uh, the passion to grow became even stronger. I wanted to become a better me. And that journey never ends. It's always ongoing. And I I think that's, I guess that's what I would say inspired me at, at that point in my life. 
Del, thank you. I think it's so exciting to realize that after we've gone through some kind of grief or heartache, that there is hope because we are still in charge. I am still in charge of me. You are still in charge of you. And we can kind of go back and assess the scene and travel through the past, glean from those experiences that we've had as fathers, as mothers, as husbands, as wives, glean from those experiences and determine what we're going to do better. We can become better. And I love your message because it's all about the power that each one of us has to become a better version of ourselves. I know that uh, this is exciting. This is an exciting subject for you and me. We both love it. Um, I remember growing up as a young girl, I would have a stack of books beside my bed. And every morning, I was never the kind of person that read one book from chapter one to chapter 25 from start to finish. I would randomly open the book, go through the table of contents, and I loved self-help, self-improvement books, and and go through and read the chapter that stood out and struck me as something that my my brain just wanted to feast on. And so that that process of reading was so exciting to me. All throughout my life, a stack of books beside the bed, getting up, journaling, doing all of that, and staying connected with oneself. I think that uh, sometimes we can look too far outside of ourselves to find that perfect soulmate, right? We we want to find somebody who's beautiful or handsome, gorgeous or talented, all of these wonderful attributes. But how do you feel about taking some time out after, after a divorce or the death of a spouse, taking some time out to regroup and recreate your life? I think that's a very important step because it's our journeys to to know God is a personal journey and to find out where we are in our lives and who we would like to be. And in reflecting and praying, I would, um, there lived at one point lived on a, near a golf course and I would go on these long walks and just pray and ponder. And sometimes he walks for four o'clock in the morning uh, all by myself with time to think and and decide who do you want to be it's that's it's not going to happen by accident if you want to achieve something in your life it takes some some conscious effort and in that process um letting letting those feelings come to you and responding to them when they do when god speaks to you it's is part of that process is responding to what you feel even though you don't know the end of the road, you don't know where that's going to lead, but following those things. And I would, I would attribute the, the joy and the, the things in my life that, that I have because to doing that, um, even in the process uh, or especially in the process of, of meeting Karen, um, after Allie's death and how all that came to be was no doubt in my mind, a miracle and absolutely led by God, but it was, it was after much pondering and prayer and and reflecting and being willing to go to the next step, even if it didn't make sense at the time. I think the the power of introspection. You talked about going and walking at the golf course and having time, taking time out with God. I think that uh, there are some crucial times in all of our lives, but dads, 
this is a this is a great example of a man that took time out to heal. I know in my experience in getting married a few times before I met you, Dell, I I often married men and we came to realize that we had not spent the time we needed to spend healing from the last experience and how important it is for a time out, not because you're being sent to your room because you were naughty or bad, but because you're choosing to take some time out to do that introspection, whether it's walking the golf course, whatever it might be, taking time out with God to recreate a new self-image in Christ, becoming a new creature in Christ, and then presenting the very best version of yourself to someone out there who would be attracted to the qualities that you have, the wonderful virtues that you possess, the talents and skills that you've developed because they are kindred and in common. One of the things that I have so much loved about you, Dell, is your integrity and your honor. I had a lot of healing to do after a divorce and annulment, and uh, it was scary for me to ever think of getting married again. I thought I'd had my fair share of chances to create the happily ever after version of marriage to a man who honored his divine role as husband and as father. And so it's been a joy for me to to come to understand you, a man whose top priority is integrity between himself and God. You're a man who puts God first And I've always believed that, and I love that. And I think that that is, as uh, we give hope to fathers out there, whether you're single or married or taking on the role of somebody else's children, that this can be hope for you guys, hope for dads, hope for fathers across America and beyond in the 21st century when families look a little bit different than what they used to look like in uh, former days and times. This is Karen Lynn Grant, Joy Coaching America. We'll be right back. Welcome to the Loving Liberty Radio Network. To Joy Coaching America, raising the world's vibration to love, joy, and peace, one happy listener at a time. We're back. This is Karen Lynn Grant, and I'm interviewing my husband, Del Turley. We're doing a special Father's Day program. This is for those fathers who have experienced the loss of a spouse perhaps to death or divorce. And Del, we talked about how you have experienced both of those. You've experienced divorce from the wife of your youth, and you have experienced the loss of a spouse through death, uh, through cancer at seven years of marriage. And now I want to share with our listening audience to you fathers that just know that 
out there, and I can say this from personal experience, there is a good woman praying for a good man with common and in sync values, goals, and purpose, calling, and mission. It became my prayer as a single mother and as a single woman. It became my prayer after a few marriages that ended sadly in divorce, which left me feeling like a failure. Like, why can't I choose better? Why can't I choose more correctly? And what I, what I realized, Del, was that I was not seeking necessarily to truly deeply understand if we had purpose, mission, calling in common, if we had values in common. And I'm talking about integrity values. I'm talking about moral values. I'm talking about a marriage. How can it succeed if we do not base a marriage in complete trust, fidelity, honesty, loyalty, faithfulness, which is, these are, these are hard questions and hard issues in the 21st century, because we all have a different definition of how deep does that integrity go? How, you know, does that mean that I can text message another woman or text message another guy while I'm married and create emotional rendezvous and flings with somebody else on the side? And I think that um, as we talk about this role of fatherhood, it becomes an issue of, of what would you want your children to value? What example do you want to be leaving for your children as a the type of parent? And I have a story to share really quickly that um, there was a time when I was interviewing Thurl Bailey and writing a book called Thurl Bailey Off the Court. And Thurl would share stories of his childhood. And Thurl shared with me that he had a mother who was a little bit harsher. He had a father who was extremely tender-hearted, And that having both of these examples, Thurl had to make a decision. Am I going to be a gentle father? Am I going to be a sarcastic father? Am I going to be a harsher father? What kind of father, what kind of husband do I want to be? And it became my joy to interview Thurl and then go to the prisons and speak to men about these Thurl Bailey stories to inspire men that that you can change, you can grow, you can make a new decision. And so it's possible, guys, it's possible to grow and to find what it is that your heart desires. And Del, I would just like to have you address that, that question of how do you prepare yourself to find somebody who has like mind, like heart, kindred vision, kindred values, and what a difference that makes in a marriage. <clears throat> Thank you. Um, what, what I think is the most important thing, again, it comes back to being your, be- being your best self, is reading books that uplift and inspire, that challenge you to be better, that, that um, show you how to better, better relationships. I, I read books like His Needs, Her Needs, um, Man is still in velvet. All of these books on becoming how how to how to you know the magic of thinking big. How, how to think differently and associate with people that are doing that. So, and again, back to the audios. I would I love to listen to things that inspire me. Um, 
that don't just take up time, but something that, that leads to leads you to your next step, whatever that might be. And always asking the question, what is my next step? And as, as doing that, be making that become fun. Um, and so as you're, as you're interacting with people and you're in that place, it becomes really uh, more clear, way more clear as to who fits where you are in your life and who doesn't. Um, and it's, and it doesn't take a long time to, uh, to figure that out, especially if you're making that a matter of prayer. You know, it's really true about reading, listening and associating. And I want to take that to a dip, deeper level right now as, as you, as, uh, those of you who are single parent fathers reading yourself, what are you projecting reading the person that you're spending time with? What is that person about? Do they have in common goals? Reading them, reading yourself, and really listening to intuitively, be intuitive and listen to what they're really saying and what you're really needing and wanting, as Del said, at this time in your life. Also, associating. It is important to have good friends, to create deep friendships, to uh, to have that in your life. And to uh, really feel connected to positive people. I know that I've got some friends that have, have shared with me during this time of COVID and political unrest and emotional dis-ease in the world today. And what I've loved about you, Dell, is that yes, you were listening to all that news too, but there came a point when you said, I've got to counterbalance this by plugging into positivity. I've got to put good, powerful thoughts inside my head that give me hope. And men, dads, husbands, oh, if I could share, just take a snapshot and share with you uh, this wonderful husband that I have and how I wish that he could mentor those who are feeling beside themselves and feeling like, all is lost or hope is gone because that's who this show is for. Those of you who are on top of the world and you've got the, the best marriage already and there's no room for improvement, you might not get too much out of this radio show. But for those of you whose hearts are aching and breaking, guys, men, brothers, we hope that you can be assisted by the comments that Dell has to make here. Dell, do you think there's such a thing as a soulmate? I I do believe that there are soulmate connections and that they they come probably not lightly with a lot of work. Um, after after Ali's death, I remember sitting in a chair um, in my in the master bedroom and sitting across the, you know, across the room on the dresser with a picture of Christ. And I was sitting in this chair crying. I was sorrowing. I was feeling. Um, all the things that you kind of feel when you lose a spouse that, that you love. And as I looked at that picture, I just said a prayer and I said it out loud. I said, I just said, Lord, what would you have me do? And the words came to my mind is step out of the boat. And I didn't know what that meant. And um, 
it was a journey to find out what that meant and, and to inquire and to search and find. But I did get the answer to what that meant to step out of the boat and in my life and to, to act on faith and to proceed. And you may get to one of those heartbreaking places where you're really, you feel broken and you don't know what to do. And the only place you have to turn is to God. And that's a great place to be because that's where healing begins. And you can find those answers with him in your life. And it starts with becoming your best self, taking the steps to say, I choose to be better and to to start to do the things in your heart that you know what those are. It may be different for you than somebody else, but the principles of reading, listening, and associating with those that are on a path that you want to emulate is a huge part of that. And finding a group to, to do that with is very important, uh, in my in my opinion, and um, impacts um, largely what where you're going to go next. Thank you, Dell. I I've heard it said in the group in which we travel, you'll become like the five people you associate the most with. So choosing new associations, um, letting go, taking a time out from those associations that might be wounding your spirit or breaking your heart. This is Carolyn Grant, Joy Coaching America, and we'll be right back after these comments with Hope for Fathers in the 21st Century. To Joy Coaching America, raising the world's vibration to love, joy, and peace, one happy listener at a time. This is Karen Lynn Grant, Joy Coaching America. Men, today is Father's Day, and there are so many different varieties of father and the roles of father and the ways that fathers are fathers. And each of you bring different gifts, talents, and strengths to your children, to your wives, to your marriages, to your families. Today, we're addressing a different kind of of fatherhood, and that might be the, the single dad who may not feel like there's a lot of support out there for you. And we just want you to know, Del and I, my husband is here with me today. We just want you to know that if you're a single parent father and you are going through uh, heartache or grief about uh, your role as a dad or any loss that you might have had in your role as a husband, that there is hope and you can recreate your happily ever after. You can recreate a joyful ever after. You can recreate yourself with your faith in God into the new, all improved, reinventing the very best version of yourself. Now, I would encourage any women who are listening that this does not mean that we are out there searching for that perfect person. 
but that we are also taking time out to read out of the best books, to listen to uplifting, powerful positivity that we can plug into and to associate with like-minded, kindred spirit, heart, mind, those people that we can associate with who have goals, values, mission, calling, and purpose in common. There was a time after multiple divorce and annulment that I turned to God and said, you know, I'm done. I must have a broken picker because I'm not choosing well. And I told the Lord, if you want me to ever be married again in my mortal lifetime, will you bring my husband to my doorstep? That is exactly what happened. I do believe that finding someone of equal spirit and value and purpose and integrity levels and faithfulness levels, all of these things that that we can deeply pray, we can ask, Heavenly Father, if you know if there's someone out there who is a soulmate in any way, shape, or form to me, can you help me to know what I should be doing to be able to have this meeting arranged through the help of thy spirit? I know that this was the path that I took after a previous annulment. I kind of just sat back and focused on my children took time out to push and create a whole program for grieving in Ogden, Roy, Layton, Brigham City for other people who had lost loved ones through death and divorce. And so it is that I turn to you, Del, and I ask you, do you, how, what would you share and what would you say to those who may be a grieving father who wants a whole new family, who wants to recreate um, a relationship, maybe a relationship with his spouse that's that feels like it's tattered and torn a little bit. What, what would you counsel? And how is this relationship different? How is this relationship different? And how can we apply the things that we're doing as a couple to give hope to those dads out there? Fathers, single parent fathers, single parent mothers on Father's Day. I think some of the most important things you can do and what made this, what has made this relationship different is a willingness to grow together, to, to read together, to, to listen to things that inspire together, that, that get you on the same page of growing. Has there been some times when that's been challenging? Of course. I mean, that's, you're, you have two different people, two different come froms, and you're joining in in a purpose and a cause. So there's going to be adjustments because our lives come from different places. But as we've done that, um, getting up early in the morning to go on walks together and just talk about what's coming up today and what happened yesterday and and spending the time to do those things has made has created an atmosphere of growing together and we we do a business together and it is my favorite thing ever because we're i just find so much joy in working together and growing together and looking into her eyes and and moments of frustration when she cries and trying to understand what what those feelings are and and her listening to my 
my moments of discouragement and encouraging me. And it's just in those in those times, you're becoming one. You're one in purpose, one in cause, one in um, one in direction. And I don't know if there's anything that's more peaceful um, other than your relationship with God than that. It is it is joyful. It's worth the work. Um, again, it starts with your own personal growth and deciding that you want to become the best version of you. And when you decide that together, uh, independently, but together, um, oh my goodness, it's, it is uh, one of the greatest blessings I think you can ever have in your life. Thank you, Dell. I am excited to be able to share with those of you, dads, fathers, husbands, even especially today, ex-husbands who are missing your family of origin, uh, missing the memories that might have been happy and pleasant, or breathing a sigh of relief that there's no more despair going on. But now standing at that place where you're overlooking the vista of your life, and you know that you're a dad, that role never ends. We never divorce our children, whether we're a single mother that's gone through a divorce or a single father, single parent father. We never divorce our children. We, as, as Della and I got remarried, uh, we faced a new situation, and that was the situation of blending his very, very large family uh, with my family, with my children. And that brings a whole new set of experiences and challenges. And uh, that is another journey to be taken very, very prayerfully and very, very carefully. As you seek to turn to your Heavenly Father, today is Father's Day. Remember him. Look to him in every thought. As I've coached men, as I've sung to men, as I have nurtured men in a very pure, sweet way doing joy coaching sessions, I have come to understand the hearts of my brothers. I've come to understand God's let me look into the hearts of men and see the tenderness and that sometimes that tenderness is being masked behind a, a, a facade or a costume of, I've got it all together and I can do this, but, but deep inside there's a very broken heart. I want to urge you to know and to realize that your heart is so important today. The way you feel about your roles as a son of God, as a spouse, as an ex-spouse, and as a father, and maybe as a father of a blended family or more children or children that you did not sire. There's so many different situations out there, so many different circumstances. And it is our, our goal as a husband and wife, Dell and Karen Grant Turley, to bring hope to those who are suffering today that you can turn your hearts to your Father who is in heaven 
who will hear your prayers, who will hear your cries, and who will give you hope for a far more glorious future. As we all, both women and men, this is not directed just to men, but the soul searching that I had to do and the pain that I had to experience when I realized and I had to forgive myself for choices that I was making and to realize that I could set my sights on becoming the very best version of me and letting God steer my little vessel and put his hand on my hand, which he had guided me to put on the rudder and to focus on a point. And that point was to prepare to meet him, uh, to prepare to meet God and to let him to bring that sweet and precious bridegroom into my life. My heart goes out for the children, the little children that are kind of being tossed back and forth in the throes of their parents' emotions that run rampant after a divorce, after the death of a loved one. And sometimes the children are the ones that are left in that crucial space of what happens now? What happens now? Where's my dad? Where's my mom? And how's this going to look? Del, if you had final words to share with fathers out there, for all fathers, what might it be? You are such a loving father and you have nine beautiful children that you have sired and reared and, and blessed to come in the world. Plus you've taken on, on mine, my beautiful four and our grandchildren are combined. What would you share? Well, I have a lot of growing to do myself, but the thing I would share is, is that little phrase of, uh, Lord, what would you have me do next? And get that answer and then be willing to grow into it. That's what I would share. That's a perfect place to start. Let's start at the very beginning. It's a very good place to start. And that starting point is regrouping with the Lord. I'm excited to share this with you today. We love you, dads. We love you, fathers. Uh, we're so grateful for the sacrifices that you make. This is Karen Lynn Grant, Joy Coaching America. Joy Coaching America.